Thanks for downloading the Sunranto Show. For early and ad-free access to Sunranto, please become a subscriber at patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto, where you'll have access to not only this show early and ad-free, but also our daily Cubs pod, which lets you know what happened in the Cubs game and all the Cubs news that's fit to print on a daily basis. Patreon.com slash sunranto. Don't make me tell you again. Enjoy the show. You're not going to say Sunranto? I'm trying. We, we, were, we were kicking it back and forth. It was bad. Sunranto! It's definitely the off-season, and all of my shit's fucked up. Yeah, we're off to a we're off to a rousing good start. Hey, welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. My name's Danny Rocket. The person you heard really just ruining the top of the show was Michael Cotton. And IFG is here, but in a car. Hi, you, I'm in a car today. Are you in England? Because you're on the other side of the the, the uh, car uh, than uh, Americans sit in when they're driving. Um, no, I'm I'm just in the passenger seat, so I could have my laptop up on the dashboard. Very I'm an expert nice. at this. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, welcome to the Sun Ranta Show. Our first, uh, well, I guess it's our second technical off-season show. But um, hashtag chance in the chat, and you can win a Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me uh, with a message of love and doom. Actually, it'll just be love now. The doom is over. The, the cup season is over. There's nothing to be doomed about except for, well, you, you know, world events. You could put, like, Go Bears in there or something, and that would be doom. Yeah, Even though they did actually win one win. this week. Yeah, I'll just write Da Bears and send it to the right, That's your doom. Um, so uh, what is everybody drinking? Uh, I'm, I got my mate. So yeah. still, I'd, I'd have that every week. I have the Envy mug, though. Look at that. Very nice. nice. I, I'm I, in a card. I'm not trying to get arrested. So it's Mountain Dew for me. I, I was just going to say, <laughs> do not have alcohol in the car, even when you're not driving it. You get pulled over by sitting there. But you can't do that? No. No. You can't drink while you're driving? At least in my state, as far as I know, um, you're not allowed to drink anywhere, like, near a car while you're in possession of the keys. Well, in Chicago, you can do what you want. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure. (laughs) I I got arrested one time because I uh, was not driving. Because I knew I was too drunk, but I was not driving. And uh, the police pulled up to see, hey, how's it going? What's going on? And I was just like, oh, God. And, uh, yeah, went to jail. A buddy of mine, uh, same thing happened, except this time it was the middle of the – he lived upstairs, and he had been drinking, and he went uh, up to bed, and he had set his alarm – to turn his car on because he had to drive it the next day and it was super cold. And he said, I better go down, start my car. So he went downstairs. He was sitting in the passenger side of this, uh, of his own car and just waiting in his dirt, dirt, dirt. What are you doing in here? I'm just warming my, up my car. I've got to drive to you know, Virginia in the morning. And I got, they're like, so smell alcohol in your breath. He's like, I'm not driving anywhere. I was, I was home. I fell asleep and now I'm coming down. He got arrested, thrown in jail, missed everything. Oh, oh man, they do not God. mess around. I, by the way, I was just totally kidding that I know you can't have open container in a car. Terry E says yeah. you can't have an open container unless you manage the Cardinals, in which case you're simply a Hall of Famer type baseball person. Yeah, yeah exactly. So if you can also if sleep ever, at red light. 
I, I believe the workaround is if you're ever drunk and you need to sleep in your car, you need to give somebody else your keys. Because if you don't have the keys on you, then you can't be in operation of the vehicle. Um, and then you're like a passenger. But if you have the keys, then then you're in trouble. Mm. Well, I am not driving anywhere tonight. And to pinch off this segment, I'll tell everybody about my Breckenridge Brewery Autumn Ale. Let's go. Uh, we had this... Uh, for the first time out in Colorado at a, they had a big concert at their brewery and it, I will say it's pretty good, but it's way better at the brewery. You know, like it's always a bummer when you get something at a brewery or whatever, to taste so amazing. And then when yeah. you find it in the store, you're like, yeah, this is it. And you taste it. You're like, yeah, yeah this has been warm six different times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. exactly. So I, I had a great time uh, last week with the show that we did. Everybody was on that show, and I felt like we didn't really get to say kind of what we thought about the season. Um, it's and probably we, good that we well, got like an extra week before we said anything. Well, I've had a week to digest it. To be honest, I haven't been paying attention to the playoffs at all, like just kind of checking the scores, watching a little bit here and there, some highlights, but – for the most part, I'm not. I'm not doing anything. It's kind of nice. Like I've been enjoying like doing other things this week, and you know, the Cubs, they would have gotten there. I mean, I think that the Brewers, they should have let us win that last weekend because if they did, they would have gotten us in the playoffs, and then they would have kicked the living crap out of us. But okay, Sarah. Um, yeah. But the Brewers out of the playoffs. Eric Wheelow might be by later to talk to us about that probably yell at us for jinxing his team by not believing it <laughs> and, and to be honest i feel bad like it would have been nice to have you know eric on the show a bunch and keep trying to get the brewers to lose like you know but they kept would keep winning but instead they just sadly apparently the central wasn't good this year yeah <laughs> who, who, who'd have thunk it so, um, and also, I, I've been really busy this week, and I know we all have. It's just that kind of uh, week. But so, nothing says it's been a busy week for a uh, live podcast like a question, a listener question show. Because <laughs> 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 it means you don't have to do any preparation at all. All you got to do is ask people for questions, and they send them in, and then we just kind of answer them, but the other thing we didn't get to do last week was the bitch clock. None of us got to spin the bitch clock. We only let the guests do it. So um, I figure I got the 30-second bitch clock ready to go, and um, I figure we could do a couple different topics each. Well, okay, let's go through these topics because actually – and and here's, here's what I think. If you are doing multiple topics uh, – once the topic's done, we need to pull it. Pull it. Yeah. yeah, because a few times during that show, it was fun. Everybody was doing their thing. But a couple of times, people got the exact same one. Well, but I'm fine with it if it's North Shore Adult Diapers. Like, that one can stay. <laughs> if North Shore Adult Diapers gets gotten, you know, I say that one stays. But, yeah, let's go through some of these because we didn't hear every single one of them last week. There's Marquee Network, and I added a couple today. Marquee Network, Ricketts is Cheap. The bullpen is terrible. We did that one. Uh, Boog. I put that in with hoping you'd get it, Michael. Oh. Um, not playing the kids. David Ross. 
run differential, September's collapse, Bard, Hart, Mancini, and Hosmer, roster construction, batting order, losing the DH, North Shore, no diapers, too much analytics, the DH, pitch clock, Cubs Twitter, and I added this one today, and those in the know, um, shelter dogs. I don't know. It, oh, Michael, yeah. you might not know. What no, I'm, I'm aware. <laughs> I canceled myself this week. You know what I found out is I think I do this at the beginning of every off season. I just say something stupid online to get my ass canceled because I'm in a bad mood because the Cubs lost. What did you do, Danny? Well, it had to do with that whole bar stool thing about Taylor Swift when uh-huh. uh, Big Cat Big Cat was a sexist pig. Yeah. And so I I compared I compared um, bar stool Big Cat to a loser shelter dog because you know he gives away i try to be clever because on the broadcast of the radio he sells this coffee and he's like i give all the money to pause and it's just like a portion of whatever it's bullshit and i hate big cats i just don't trust anything about it so anyway i said you know of course he uh wants to give money to uh loser shelter dogs like himself because he's a dog and like i just i mean i said something stupid but uh, I got freaking killed for it online because I realized something that you guys probably already knew is that people uh, will stand up for dogs more than they'll stand up for women. And I found oh, that out see, real but, quick. But see, what I thought was amazing and stupid about that is you weren't actually going after shelter dogs. Like, people going are just after him, looking yeah. for something. They're looking for anything. And uh, I don't know. It was it was insane that people got mad at you about the shelter dogs. It's not like, insane. It's it. I should have expected it because you know d- don't make anybody make any leaps in their brains or expect that people are going to get. It was a dumb joke. I never should have told it, and I spent the day um, get losing Twitter followers basically. So I'm going to click this thing. I'm going to spin it. I'm going to take a a, a uh, spin of the Cubs bitch clock. I'm going to. I'll go first. I'll start it out. Okay. I am going to get Cubs Twitter. Twitter. Okay. (laughs) After I just said. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, here we go. I I think I'll play the 30-second one. Um, Clock, you have 30 seconds to bitch. All right. I love Cubs. I love Cubs Twitter. I in, tw- Cubs Twitter is watching right now. They are the reason I do this show. They're the reason that the Sun Ranto show had any success at all is because of making lots of friends at Twitter and hanging out. The problem with it is that it's everybody, too. It's not just the cool people. It's all the Ten freaking seconds. morons who cannot understand simple like logic or jokes or you know everything is taken at face value and all they want to do is stop your bitching all i want to do is fight too (laughs) yeah you (laughs) you wanted to fight me that day i know i I was i was running hot i was like what do you do cotton you don't like facebook do you yeah we're like yelling online i'm like like, somebody's pissed so, um, anybody want to take a, uh, a uh, swing at the bitch clock? Anybody up for it, or should we wait for later? Uh, no, I. I mean, I can. I can take one. IFG, do you want to do one right now, or? Yeah, I can take one. Let's each take one now. Then we'll take okay. each take one in the second segment. So, who's going? Who's this one for? Uh, I, I'll, I'll try. <laughs> okay. I, I get so nervous on these because 
I can rant with the best of them, but man, I usually get into it naturally. Okay, it looks like you got not playing the kids. Are you ready, Michael? I am ready. All right, I got to put you into the seat of doom. And here we go. Go, can you hear that? Oh, no, you can't. Hold on. I got to turn it around. Oh, I have to stop itching already. All right, here we go. Bitch Clock, you have 30 seconds to bitch. Good Lord Cubs front office. We have been bitching for the last two seasons. Not just last season, two seasons. That All we want to see, if this team's going to suck, let's see kids suck instead of the fucking random Trey Mancini's of the world and Eric Hosmer's and throwing them out there. It's a mess. And every year you're like, oh, we've got this great system. We've got this great farm system, blah, 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 blah. But we never see them. When they do come up, they get a brand Stop your bitching. Stupid. <laughs> that was, see, you have nothing to be nervous about. You did great. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I totally agree, though. It's like. You see teams like, and maybe the Arizona Diamondbacks are a little bit ahead of us when it comes to this stuff, or you see what happened to the Reds overperforming. But I really will go to my grave feeling like this season could have gone different if we played the kids. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. The, the whole Trey Mancini, all you have to do is look at Trey Mancini and Eric Hosmer. They went out and they got these. And look, I was a Mancini guy. When they got him, I was like, good. I'm glad they got Trey Mancini. I've heard good things, and he should be okay. It did not work out that way. But yep. what I didn't realize was they had both Matt Mervis and uh, Jared Young that could come up and play at the major league level. Now, were either one of them really good? No, not really. But guess what? We don't neither owe was Trey either Mancini. <laughs> yeah, neither were those guys. And we don't owe either one of them seven million dollars next year or what yeah. you know 14 million dollar deal so that just hamstrings the team even more and honestly i would have been way i don't know more lenient with how they played if they were those two guys you know coming up and like getting their shot and and trying to work through some things we might have by june if they were that bad the whole time we might have been like, no, put Bellinger there. But that's what we did anyway. So why did they go and fucking waste $14 million and $14 million and $750,000? On, on these guys. <laughs> so that so that next year they can tell us that's the reason why they don't go after any big free agents in the yeah. offseason. Well, from what but I'm they, hearing. But they also don't ever play their, their farm system. And it drives me insane yep. because now we are heading into another offseason and we don't know if these guys are any good. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Which is certainly going to make it hard to trade with them because nobody else knows if they're any good either. Well, maybe it makes it easier because they haven't sucked at the major league level yet, which they are going to next year. <laughs> like, we don't know, but they don't know either. Um, it's all still just a, a, a prospect. It's a prospect of somebody good. But, um, all right, let's uh, – Ter- Terry E., uh, says, we played the guys who got us there. And what did it get us? Home in October. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, we got there all right. Okay, batting order. The batting order. That's a pretty good one. Okay. All right, so no, this I'll one. Take it, but I'll take it. 
Well, you, we'll have other chances. We'll do a 30. And yeah. I saw in the chat that Bernie wants us to do the 60. We'll do the 60 in the next segment. How about that? So yeah. here we go. Why won't it play? Okay, here we go. Bitch Clock, you have 30 seconds to bitch. We have a real issue with uh, Ross GPT, as we like to call him. Um, riding these guys, no matter like what's going on. Like he'll pick two people, and it doesn't matter how off they are, how cold they are, they're gonna take up that four spot for forever. It's wasting RBI Five opportunities. Seconds. We are wasting the capacity to actually score runs and win games. And now, where are we? October, we're all sitting at home on our couch trying to ignore the Stop your bitching! Hey, Amen. Yeah, well, you're not sitting on your couch. You're sitting in the passenger seat of a car. But <laughs> Absolutely agree 100%. The only other thing I would add is with the batting order, and I don't know, maybe it doesn't count as batting order, but the flip-flopping of right righties and lefties versus righties and lefties, nothing oh, drove me more insane. Look, I get that there's a, what, 51 versus 49 split there or something but what the it didn't seem to work for the cops so let's let's take a uh a listener question here this is the phone it in listener question joe <laughs> so uh blake and, and if you're watching oh yeah put your questions in the chat and maybe we'll read those out too yeah, yeah if we see a good one we might grab it so uh, Blake, uh, he actually wrote a bunch of them on the Discord where we'll be hanging out after the show for with a conversation for you if you're a Patreon member. So join at patreon.com slash sunranto. But Blake Beard said, uh, let's just go down. We'll, uh, we'll just take them one by one. Um, the first one was, uh, will the Cubs finally offer a contract over $200 million? IFG, what do you think? Literally in my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be probably – it could be Bellinger if they go the years because that would be – maybe if they went over six years, it might be over 200. Um, well, I mean, I would count 200 and I could – Otani. I, I really don't see the Cubs signing anybody for more than $200 million. I think that they offer – Somebody maybe around two hundred million, but it, you know, I don't, I don't know that it gets done. So, IFG, who, who do you think they're going to go for? I mean, obviously, I know you want Otani. We all want Otani. We all know that's going to take over two hundred million. But yes. who do you think the Cubs are realistically going to go for? Um, they're going to scrape the bottom of a barrel and find whoever <laughs> nobody else wants because that's their mo right now. They're going it's be to two hundred million. They're going to, be eight to, guys. They're going to spend um, what is it intelligently and and buy like three more Eric Hosmers and two more Trey Mancini's and drive us all crazy for the next. And season. a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> all right, Danny. Who's, everybody, who's your, who's your two hundred million dollar guy? No, I don't think they do it. I th I kind of agree with IFG. I think that Jed Hoyer has come out and said that the, that he loves those short deals. He loves the one. He might go high AAV to avoid the long term two hundred million because he he likes that flexibility to be able to uh, you know I I think I could see him spending like you know eighty million on 
a, on a two-year deal for somebody that he really wanted versus, um, you know, A, give up, you know, the flexibility of a long-term deal where you just got like 30 million bucks like sitting on there if it were to go south. And um, What drives me crazy about that is that it's just terrible fan service. Like, do you want to go and spend $300 on fanatics.com to buy a jersey of somebody who's going to be gone in a year? Yeah. No, you I don't. Didn't, I didn't bother buying a Cody Bellinger jersey because I knew he wasn't going to be back next year. You know, like, he's going to, if he shows up and he does well, then somebody is going to pay him a shitload of money because he plays two positions and does both of them well and his bat is good and he is going to be worth more than the pocket change Jed's going to throw at him. And so well, it, why have a Cubs Cody Bellinger jersey that was good for six months? Yeah, and, and this is this is why I have been banging this drum for a while now. The Cubs aren't going to actually get better. They are not actually going to have a sustainable uh, run, not even like the one from 2015 to 2018 that is not ever going to happen again as long as Jed Hoyer's here because he will not put together a team that can stay together I'll 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 push back on that because I think if you did have some prospects you know this top five farm system and there definitely is some talent in there they've got an you know in Kate Horton you know he's going to be be up here eventually like some of these pitchers somebody could come up and this, and they could have a window of opportunity with these young guys. Like we want to see where they overperform and win the division and go really far in the playoffs. And who knows what happens at that point? But I can see them being better. But it would have to take something like that. It would have to be an inexpensive thing that they could then say, "Okay, these play, these dudes are working out. We're going to add to it. We're going to go over the threshold. We'll spend in this." window we'll do a couple but, of short but i don't things. think i don't think that gets to be a sustainable team it's not he doesn't want it to be sustainable and, and that's, it to but be... that's what i that's what i was trying to yeah. say i'm like can the cubs get there sure can we get a one or two year window at some point that we might be able to win a world series sure what i was saying is that 2015 to uh, to 2018, you know, that was a long stretch, yeah. a long stretch of actually having teams every year that had a legitimate shot to win. And, and, and just from a fandom side, having the guys on your team that you know and love and you want to show up and root for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's with Hoyer there. That is a thing of the past. He will not do that because like, I, I totally agree with Danny. I think he's into the high AAV with uh, just a couple years. Well, so, unfortunately, he's not even into that right now. Right, <laughs> he's, but he's, he's because he thinks, because he truly, he truly does not believe in the continuity of players or the uh, the locker room or any of that working together. He thinks that these guys are numbers. That is how it feels to me. He thinks that if he puts the right numbers together, then they will have a chance. Well, let, let's take another okay, question. Yeah, that, let, yeah, let's let's move. He had like eight questions, and we just went way too well, long. No, on he. We'll, we'll do a different one for Blake next time. But this one okay. kind of follows up on what that one was. Uh, 
Uh, I'm not sure who this really is, but it's Wrigley N8 on Twitter. It says, I got an – actually, they wrote a bunch of questions too. It says, I, I got another question in Patrick Mooney's article this week. He said that the most important players on the team – have David Ross uh, has have David Ross's back. What exactly does that mean? Who are the most important players, and do the other non-important players not not have his back? <laughs> that, see, the second part of this is the best part, and I and I absolutely love Wrigley. I think it's Wrigley Nate for yeah. for bringing that part of it in because sure. The Im, the quote unquote important players, the guys who are you would assume are your leaders. You're going to say Dansby Swanson uh, seems to be a leader in there. Nico Horner, Ian Happ, you know these guys have David Ross's back, but that's like four guys, five guys, right? And if nobody else has his back, if everybody else is like, you keep fucking me, dude. Like I hit a grand slam yesterday. And now I'm sitting on the bench for three days. You can kiss my ass. I hate you. So, yeah, what does that do to a team? That's a great question. And, yeah, I I don't think the quote-unquote unimportant players really have his back. But no, because they're unimportant, nobody's ever going to ask him. Nobody cares, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What What do you think, IFG? You got some thoughts on this? I don't think it matters. Uh, it's oh, interesting. I, I mean, I mean, it does. I don't think it matters. Like, as far as us knowing um, what everybody thinks of David Ross, Jed Hoyer has already predetermined that David Ross is going to be the guy. He's going to be the guy because he's going to be the guy, uh, regardless of how bad he is at his job. Um, because his job is not to be a good manager. It's to do what Jed Hoyer wants him to do. and <laughs> which, which is why he's replaced him with Ross GPT. Exactly. <laughs> and, and we've replaced our, uh, our uh, non-important players with even less important players. It's, you know, it's I've, – I have so many feelings about how players on this team are being treated now, and I don't like any of those feelings. It's, it seems to me that, uh, you know, like when you look at a situation like somebody said in the chat, Bernie says Madrigal, and I don't know what she means by Madrigal, but, uh, you know, it, I Probably thought... Madrigal being one of the important players. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's what I took it as. infathomable as, because he can't, as I said last week, he can't look at a baseball field two weeks in a row without pulling a hamstring. <laughs> He's like one of us watching watching baseball on TV, and he stands up to go grab a beer. He's like, oh, shit. Well, I'm down. And, I'm and, down. And, uh, you know, I do think that the the important players do have his back, but why wouldn't they? He, they're just doing what they wanted to. Like, oh, okay, Disney, you want to play every day? Go ahead. It, I mean, like, here's my question. Is Christopher Morell an important player? He was one of the top hitters on the team this year. Absolutely, and uh, does he, he have David Ross's back? That, well, or is it? I mean, Morel. I mean, the thing is, once he started being in there every day, it, he was in there every day as DH. You know, they didn't want to teach him third base because you know Nick Madrigal is way too important. But you know, <laughs> I, I, you know, as far as like having the back, I mean, I think that 
very much these were the travel ball boys. And David Ross fit right into that system of things. And IFG, you hit the nail on the, re- the head, is that this is a system down thing. This is this is yeah. uh, this is like a corporation that you know has middle managers and right. uh, you know right. that each department is kind of talking to each other, and I don't think it's very personal. What what each player? It, what it, it's but not it's personal not, it with Ross and Morrell. The, yeah. the you know it doesn't matter if the um, I don't know if the cashiers at the supermarket have their managers back if the manager above them doesn't like them like it's not there's not a thing going on where like Jed Hoyer's gonna come down on David Ross oh my goodness I hope the players are there to advocate for him like that's not what's happening here it's it's kind of a nonsensical question yeah well I mean it's like the players are gonna do what they're told because they've been raised to do what they were told like it doesn't really ultimately matter like who the manager is because the players are going to do what they're told. Right. But now who is telling the manager what to tell the players to do? Yeah. I, I guess I don't, I don't think it's as nonsensical just because that is sort of the way that, uh, the media keeps portraying David Ross, right? Because they see everybody out on Twitter or whatever social media you're on, saying fire Ross, fire Ross, fire Ross, and then there's people fighting back against that and stuff. And so their response is, well, if he should be fired, let's go ask the players. And they keep asking the important players, right, the the highest profile players, whether they like him, and they keep saying yes. So the the media keeps sort of building this narrative that Ross does have the support of the players. And if that's true, great. I think he does. But, I mean, but, I mean, no, but I think this, that's why I said, I think the second part of that question was the more interesting part because nobody's asking those people. And even if they did, I don't know that they would feel comfortable saying anything against it. Like I is saying they're there to do like- what he's saying. Exactly. And it feels like Patrick Mooney, who is not one of my favorite people on earth, is there trying to push another anti-player narrative. Like, let's let's pit the players against each other so that you have your group of important players who are the ones who are really in charge of things. And if those damn kids won't step in line, then they're the ones who are the problem. Yeah, oh, that's, I, a, that's a good take. I like that. There's one thing. I said a lot of bullshit about the freaking 2023 Cubs, which were an annoying team to watch. But there's one thing I'd never said, which was, I think Ross has lost the clubhouse or anything like you could look at like the San Diego Padres and, and what was happening over there and be like, this clubhouse got lost. This is <laughs> the, the They do not have the managers back. Like this is not going well out here. Um, but yeah, it, I never felt like, I mean, the Cubs were boring in that way. They were very much a corporate Dunder Mifflin sort of baseball team. (laughs) There were no vibes. I will tell you that for sure. People Um, that said there were, I just scratched my head. Like, this team is such fun to watch. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, they're so boring. You know, okay. Now, you know what? I'll push back on that a little bit in that I do believe that the players on this team did start to vibe a little bit. And I think... And I, and I think I've said a, a few times, I think that they sort of overachieved compared to the way that they were being managed, right? Like, 
you know, the on the the edges where we're losing these games, a lot of that stuff came down to Mancini and Hosmer and Torrens and all these guys, like just the things that the players didn't have any control over uh, hurt them. They were they were playing a little bit behind because of that. But I think the players in general uh, kept it together and and did sort of vibe a little bit, especially right after they were told, oh, you guys aren't going anywhere, right? Yeah. That was kind of their best stretch. And maybe it's because they were sort of together. But then sort of right along with Danny, I never attributed that to Ross. Yeah. Like that never got in my head like, oh, well, they're doing it for Ross. I think they're doing it for themselves. Yeah. You know, like they vibe. It it happened to vibe. You know, it was a brand new team. These guys hadn't played together. And next year it'll be the same thing. Maybe a few of these guys will be back and a lot of the younger dudes will be. Um, but yeah, your belly's going to be gone. He's going to be the main one that's gone. Um, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Why don't we take a quick break and we'll come back. We'll be back in just a minute. There's a commercial for Patreon. Um, this show happens because of our Patreon subscribers. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. And uh, there's all sorts of perks at every single level uh, that you can join at, uh, including hanging out with us after the show in our Discord. It's only for Patreon people. It's only a dollar, so patreon.com slash sunranto. We'll be right back. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just one dollar a month can buy a scorecard. Five dollars a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And ten dollars a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But super ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show, delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Rancher levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. Welcome back to the Sun Ranto Show. Um, hashtag Chance in the chat, and you can win a Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me with a message of love and doom. And also... Uh, the fabulous chance prize at the end of the year, which is a bag full of goodies, including baseball cards and pins and just like a lot of cool stuff. And um, the Patreon prize of the month is a shirt like this from In the Clutch Shirts. You see, I'm wearing my Morel shirt tonight. I love this thing, the Kiss Morel, the Destroyer. So 
Yeah, that's a good looking shirt. But they've got all sorts of shirts. They've got um, vintage uh, teams like the Dodgers. They've got Negro League baseball. They got the Savannah Bananas. They've got um, just all sorts of great stuff. So um, we're, we do a little thing on the show. We're going to get to more listener questions, but first uh, we're going to do the. What are we doing? We're away. We're doing uh, 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 breaks so, but yes. Yeah, so on the la- as soon as the Cubs finished up their season at Wrigley. I did a rakes and flakes throws and blows for the, uh, yeah, for the home games, the games at Wrigley. So it makes sense that now that we're beyond that, let's do the away games and see who was good in this, uh, you know, on the road. And so for the first one, and I'm only doing, I'm going to ask you guys, I got to play the drop. Okay. But today I'm going to show you how to rake. I, I had to play the drop. I, I, I need to see the old man with the rake, dude. Like, I got to see like, the old man. Yeah. Okay. Well, so what I wanted to do is I'm going to ask you guys, kind of as I did with the home ones, a few questions to see if you can kind of figure out who they are. Uh, but we're only going to do it for the rakes. After that, it just doesn't matter. But guess in the chat, too, so, yeah. that, so I can get the answer. So, okay. Uh, Ian Happ. Played in the most games on the road this season with 79 games on the road. And 10 total players qualified for this playing more than half the road games. And that was the the lowest number of games any of these players played was 47. Okay, just so you have a – so you can kind of figure out in your mind just who they might be versus, you know, it's it's not it's not Jared Young. Right. <laughs> so, all right. So a couple of quick questions for the first one, who on this team had the most home runs on the road. And I will tell you the difference between number one and number four is it's only two home runs. Yeah. Just that like last time. Cause we had a bunch of dudes just kind of all bunched up. Yeah, it, with like twenty seven, twenty six, you know. I don't know. You want to guess first? Uh, Patrick Wisdom. Oh, she's going with Patrick Wisdom. That's what do you the got, most Jamie? most road home runs. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Belly. Okay, so Bellinger hit the most at Wrigley, and Patrick Wisdom missed the top four by one. He had ten. Uh, Ian Happ had a uh, eleven along with Seiya Suzuki. Cody Bellinger had twelve. Christopher Morrell hit thirteen home runs. Oh, oh yeah! Oh, boy. I love it. Monty yeah. Johnson was correct in the chat, and I was correct to wear my Morrell shirt tonight. Destroyer. Yeah, most home road. runs right there. And 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 if I remember right, Morrell was second in home runs at. Uh, Wrigley. So he and Bellinger flip flop spots on uh, on the road. Okay. So the highest batting average for qualified players was three hundred. Even. So who was it? Who hit three hundred even on the road? On the road. Huh. I guess I'll start this one. I'm going to say it was also Cody Bellinger. 
Okay, yeah, he did have the – that's a good guess because he had the highest average. He was the only guy over 300, 300 yeah. on the team. Yeah. But away from Wrigley, what was the – let's see. Highest batting average among qualified players. How much of a trick question is this? Like, I feel like Saya is not a terrible answer. This we got is Nico's in here. Terry says Nico. Mr. Fourth Row Artist um, says Saya. Bernie says This, this say, is a uh, very straightforward question. I will, I will tell you that nothing surprising is going to come out of this. Get some Nico's in there. Except yeah, for maybe gonna... with your per- – the only no, way it would okay. be surprising is your per- perception. So Fair. Um, hmm. Do, 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 I'm going to go Nico. Let's go Nico. Okay. You had it right the first time. You should have ah, stuck. I knew it. Saya. I should have my butt. Good job, Saya. Yep. Saya <laughs> Mizuki hit 300. On the road, which uh, means, and and I, I mean, he hit really well this year, but yeah, he did. But that means that you know a lot of the perception of Saya was kind of the home cooking because early in the year he was not great at Wrigley, and in front of the home crowd, it makes it worse, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, so he had three hundred. All right, Ian Happ had the most walks. With 52 in opposing parks. But who had the most strikeouts? Uh, Ian Happ. <laughs> I'm <gonna> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's probably who it is. Well, Danny, I will tell you, Ian Happ is not correct, but he was second with 69 strikeouts. Nice. nice. Number one, Seiya Suzuki. Oh. 72 strikeouts for Saya. Crazy. So 72 he... strikeouts and still over 300 in batting average. What a guy. Yep. He is, yeah. a, he is a man with a, a man of, a, a, he, I don't know, yeah, he, well, <laughs> But I think that 72 strikeouts contributed to, I think, I mean, for easily two-thirds of this season, people were down on Saya. Everybody yeah. was bad, and I don't think he was ever really as bad as people, you know, were definitely saying. Not. But he definitely turned it around and got much, much better in September. So he he finished strong and it looked good. He and I am actually going to give the road game breaker to Seiya Suzuki because check this out: his eight ninety two OPS on the road, eight ninety two. On the road. That was the highest on the team. Even though he struck out the most. In, but he did. He had the second most walks. So Ian Happ had the most walks. He had the second most walks. Hmm. And he was tied for the most hits with Bellinger at 83. And then, of course, uh, he was tied for... He had 11 home runs, right? Bellinger came in second... At an 860 OPS. And then Morel, 859 was third. 859 for the kid who just didn't get a lot, like wasn't good enough to start with this team, who doesn't have a position. <laughs> like just kind of, I don't know. I, I think it's funny 
there's still a narrative out there that Morrell is super streaky and he's not very good and he, he strikes out a lot. He does all these things. He's a much more of a high-end player than people really give him uh, – you know, if he had credit. not gotten hurt at the beginning of the year, I think you're seeing it a, a different situation. Remember when he came in all swollen up and yeah. it looked like it looked like the Incredible Hulk. He was like, oh, he had no neck, and then uh, he was too big. And then yeah. it took him a little bit of time, and then he was pressing, and then uh, then they benched him for a little bit, and then uh, hopefully this who we get next year just comes out wins the MVP, and then yeah, we, then, then Belly who at that point Bellinger I, who I honestly yeah I honestly. I think Bellinger is the best player on this team. Um, I think that, you know what, Dansby is the best defender. And, but I think Morrell is the best, like, I think he's the, the actual star. He's the guy. He's the vibes think, guy. Yeah. That people are going to get behind and be super excited whenever he does anything. But it was Saya who pulled it all together and actually had a, Quite an amazing season. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to the Flakers. We're done. Done with the quiz portion of this. We're just going to roll through the next ones. Okay, cool. So uh, we need to play the Flakes drop, of course. I haven't worried about Flakes since my grunge days. Remember them? Nope. I do not remember my grunge days that well. <laughs> I'm in Seattle. They're all grunge days. <laughs> <laughs> Is, that's a great question. Is it still grungy out there? I mean, people I mean, I lived out there in the '90s, so it was grungy when I was there. There's still, there's still a lot of flannel and heroin. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you buy a flannel at a at a Goodwill, and it's just got some heroin in the pocket from whoever had it first. There's a non-zero chance. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, you could get like a fentanyl overdose just trying on shoes there. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So. The flaker for this team, Nick Madrigal. Look, of course. we're done with this. Nick Madrigal was a fucking fine baseball player, and he got so much better, and he did all these great things. Madrigal did some things. I'm not going to say he didn't. but and he, and he did get a lot better at third. But Nick Madrigal did not have a season. He did not put a season together. It wasn't that good. And... He was the worst hitter on the road. He had a 271 batting average, which, well, that's good, right? But he was eighth out of the 10 qualifiers in on-base percentage. So he wasn't, he was getting the 271, but he wasn't doing anything else. All singles. Right? Yeah. And All he was single, not walking. He was dead last of the 10 qualifiers in uh, slugging. Yeah, and well. he was dead last in OPS at six sixty five. Well, that's what that's the problem with Nick Madrigal. He's he's never going to give you that. And he plays a power a well a historically powerful position in third base, and that's what's frustrating about having him there. Yeah, I mean he's the he's a slap hitter, which is great. You know, there's a spot for that guy in your team. Yeah, but he also pitch. it's called the pitch coming in. He doesn't take a ton of walks, which is the other part of that that he needs to do. So all those other times that he's making contact because he makes a lot of contact, they're just weak hits for outs. You know, and like I, let's just remember he can't stay healthy. 
Yeah. yeah. He has never played a full season of baseball. His yeah. hamstring literally looks like ham. <laughs> I don't know what that yeah. means. <laughs> but I don't know. Now, but if you say his name one more time, my own leg is going to cramp up. I, I, <laughs> I will say, too, though, uh, look, even though he was the worst, Nico, Dansby, and Talkman, they were all below 700 OPS on the road. Like they just were not that great on the road. And that last week alone. <laughs> yeah, that last week alone was probably what put uh Nico under because he he had the highest. He was at like six ninety one or something. Uh but Dansby was at like six seventy and Talkman was at six fifty. So or no, six sixty seven or something like that. But yeah, they just didn't do that great on the road. And that and those guys got a lot of at-bats on the road. So um, I like our old thrower because I hate our new one. So I'm just getting – remember the the one that goes, throw it up, motherfucker, throw it up. Yeah. Throw it up, motherfucker, throw it up. So I can't, I can't find what that is, but uh, I'll just sing it because I don't want to – But you just do did it, so we're ready. So it's fine, so we're ready. All right. So – all right. So the thrower for road games yeah. – was a bit of a dark horse. Did not actually see this coming. It was Kyle Hendricks. Hendo! Kyle Hendricks had the best numbers outside of Wrigley Field. He led the starters in ERA, and he was third in average against. And he was he had the best whip. Like, he was actually really, really good in, uh, you know, on the road. I think a lot of it just has to do with the fact that he wasn't there for the first part of the season, but he ended with 11 starts on the road. Justin Steele had 12, you know, so it's in, you know, so it's not, and 14 was the most of anybody on the road. So it's not like he had like four starts, you know what I mean? Like right. He had a comparable number and yeah, it was, I was just really surprised to go into the numbers a little bit and see how well Hendo actually was on the road for this team this year. So pleasant leap surprised. Yes, absolutely. Because I, I do like, I do like Hendricks and then out of the bullpen, a guy who struggled a bit toward day right off the bat. But then of course, right towards the end, he had a little bit of, he got a little bit worn down. Uh, Julian Merriweather. He had 33.1 innings pitched on the road, which is the most. Yeah. Uh, oh, they rode and, him like a rented mule. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The only guys who had more, the only bullpen guys that had more than him were guys who also had starts. You know, so they did, you know, they split the season between starts and uh, yeah. bullpen. But uh, despite the most innings, he had a 1.35 ERA on the road. Wow. It, that's a full run and a half below the next best guy, wow. who was, by the way, Adbert Alzali, who had the next most uh, innings pitched out of the bullpen. Yeah. Hopefully so, he can I, come back healthy, man. I mean, Alzali, I know there's a, some questions about him uh, from the listener questions, but um, and Merriweather, you know, you just worry about, you know, this guy, he almost didn't make the team. You know, or did he even make the team? He was definitely on the bubble the whole time, but mm-hmm. turned out to be a really good piece for to get ridden like a rented mule, as you said. 
Yeah, Mary Merriweather's one of those guys that, yeah, he what, he didn't seem to be on the radar, and then all of a sudden we saw him more than anybody. So I will do the blows because that yep. is a, that is a good drop. You just put your lips together and blow. <laughs> Ooh, that made my lips tickle. God dang. Okay. <laughs> you guys are all going to be so happy about this. I already see it in the notes. I'm so excited. <laughs> Jameson Tyone. He is going to get the blower for the road. Due to having the highest ERA of the starters at 5.07 and giving up 14 home runs along the way. Uh, you know, and that's... Look, the only other guy who had 14 home runs was Smiley, but he also uh, he had at least 10 bullpen uh, in, yeah. in there as well, and we all know that he did he did very badly too. But yeah, uh, but here was the interesting thing: Tyone was so bad by giving up those runs. Basically, I think he gave up 47 total runs in, in like 63 hits. It was bad. So many of the guys who got on base just also scored. And yeah. that was his problem with those 14 home runs. Because it was big innings. It yeah. Was, yeah. It was just like you know, he'd be you know, first inning. It'd be 5 nothing all of a sudden. Or third inning, it's 6 nothing. you know. That was his start. But as will remind us, he was consistent. It was consistently right. well, shitty, yeah. Here, but here's <laughs> the, here's the interesting thing about his stats. Even though the, the, the runs are – Terrible. Home runs are terrible. All that's bad. On the road, he had the lowest average against and the second lowest whip for any pitchers with at least 10 starts. The only guy better than him was like Assad, but he didn't get 10 starts on the road. And But that's not something you expect, right? You're like, oh, he gave up a bunch of hits, and everyone scored. He gave up the most home runs, and yet his whip and his average against are the lowest. Like, it, it that kind of broke my head. Yeah, that's strange. There's got to be something behind those numbers, like a, just a walk, a couple of walks and a three-run bomb. Oh, <laughs> no, yeah, that would hit, hit your whip. pitch as well. Yeah. <laughs> HBP. Uh, and then for the bullpen is bad, I'm going with Brandon Hughes. He pitched in pitch. 10 games. He had a ten and a half ERA. He was hurt. Six. Right, but he but he pitched in ten games, and in those ten games, he only made it six innings, and he had a ten point five zero ERA, and he gave up seven runs on ten hits and five walks, and he only struck out five. The only guys who had higher averages against were Anthony Kay in two innings and Tucker Barnhart in one inning. <laughs> <Tucker>. <laughs> Yeah, Tucker. I guess he pitched uh, mostly on the the at home this year. Tucker did. Yeah. Was- no. And, and look, I understand. Brandon Hughes was was injured, and he was probably never fully there. But it's like when you're parsing through these things, you got to go with somebody. And uh, and you know what? The guy had a bad year. He feels bad. Now's the time to just pile on a little bit, and then just get it all just. Shove that shit out of the way, and then maybe next year he's better. So uh, there's your rakes, flakes, throws, and blows. Thank you very much, Michael, for corresponding on that. Um, I, the next, uh, we're going to bring in a guest real quick. 
uh, before we go to our next break. Um, so he, he needs some theme song. Here, here it is. Eric Wheeler. Do you like your theme music? <laughs> Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how the the Brewers played in those two games. Yeah, here's live look at the Brewers at the Brewers. This is their Super Bowl shuffle, basically. <laughs> so, it's like an ice cream truck, uh, but that dude's definitely a pedophile, whoever's driving that one. <laughs> yeah. It's like you can't even fix your fix your uh, uh, ice cream song. So, Eric, uh, leading in both games. Yes. Um, just best One of the best bullpens in the major leagues uh, just couldn't bring it home. The Diamondback surging, kicked the crap out of the, the Dodgers. You got to love to see that. But uh, how you feeling after – just that disappointing, heartbreaking, gut-wrenching, ass-pounding loss that you took. <laughs> I mean, don't you mess around? I mean, you're using a lot of lofty words, but like I haven't been here before, and I haven't seen this before. I think what, like the six, the last six teams that beat the Brewers in the playoffs end up going to the World Series. So this is just common for us at this point. Uh, oh, oh, so what you're saying is that you're using this as a betting strategy? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the oh, D-backs. The lost. Let's oh, put I, on them. I, I immediately put my uh, my money on the D-backs after they beat the Brewers. I'm like, this is happening. They're they're going to the World Series without a doubt. So who do you blame? <laughs> who do who I do blame? You, yeah, who do you blame? What was your pitcher who quit at the end of the year? He's like, yeah, I don't want to do it the postseason. Uh Oh, Woodruff? I, yeah, I mean, Woodruff. Yeah, that's it. I, I, I mean, was. I just. He's going to get a shoulder thing. surgery. I mean, even. Whatever. He quit. <laughs> yeah, he quit on the team. Yeah. He's <laughs> he quit gonna, on the team. Miss half yeah. the year next year. But good news. We might get him on a team friendly deal, a little uh, prove it deal. Uh, you know, Corbin Burns, for some reason, just didn't show up this year. And uh, we kept calling him the ace. And he goes in and blows that game one. And Peralta's looking good. And. Council keeps him out there a batter too long. And, you know, I think we ran into a lot of the Cubs problems or a lot of these arms. You know what? Fuck it. I blame the Cubs. Why did you guys <laughs> suck at the end well, of the year? We did. And then, the we, Brewers and then, All you had to do was throw one game against us, and then you could have played us instead. I know. Well, not even one game. You just, blow, you just throw that entire series, series right? Yeah. You yeah. let them sweep. You, you get us. With like you don't throw out any real pitchers, and then you, and then Woodruff's arm doesn't fall off, and then he pitches game one against the Cubs and probably beats the crap out of him. We didn't even try to beat you in that <laughs> that series that end of year. We went with like Colin Ray and like yeah. and like Tehran, like just That's nobody's true. pitching against you. That's why I'm blaming you. It's like you could have just been good that those games would have meant something, and then our starters would have started and our pitchers would have pitched. You know, we had no momentum going in because the Cubs suck. So this was your fault, and I blame you. That's what I do. I'm blaming the Cubs for the Brewers' <laughs> it is demise. True. If we were still in it at the end of the year, and the, every and we were fighting for the Central, yep, and up there in Miller Park, and Cub fans were up there, and it was a playoff atmosphere, but it wasn't. You know, you had like my tie guy hoping that he could maybe go down Bernie Slide. Like you had, yeah. 
you know, people betting on the sausage races. No, nothing was going on. There was like Cub fans had already given up. We already knew the season was over. There was like a very small chance if everybody else fucked up that we could get in. And you, I think you're right. I think that if there had been that charged up energy, you guys would have had a little bit more energy because you can't. You came out flat, and um, I don't know. I, I yeah. Was, I was a little disappointed because, you know, we were going to, you know, we were t- talked about it on the Ranters page that we were all going to pitch in and Ooh. get you first row seats right next to Marlins, Marlins man. <laughs> um, for Not Marlins, Marlins, man. Yeah. We're going to, we were going to sit him next to uh, front row Amy. Amy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there right we go. Between them, right in between front row Amy, Marlins man, Eminem guy. You guys would have been right in Eminem there. Eminem guy there? By the way, like, he was there. What is it? By the way, what is it with these creepy old rich dudes that just like to sit in the first row? Like, what is the what is that phenomenon? If somebody needs to write a book, I mean, Pink Hat guy. Yeah. I, mean, I know he's got his story, but it's just like, it's well, his weird. story is really kind of odd too. He's like, I have to prove to my wife I'm at the game, so I wear a hat that she can so see. She doesn't think I'm cheating. It's like, you well, you could just not cheat on her <laughs> and go home for dinner. You could have just had a wife who trusts you. <laughs> you could have tried that, idiot. <laughs> Build that relationship. It's a whole group of people whose only skill in life is swiping a credit card. It's the only way they're going to get famous. <laughs> yes, exactly. And don't it forget is- having bad style. That is, that is true. Oh, they need all to, of them. And always single. And they should treat it like a Billy Joel concert. Like, he never lets the rich people sit in the front row. He goes to the upper decks. He pulls, like, 120 people down, and he puts them in the front row so they have an actual show. Get some real fans sitting Heck up yeah. front there. Yeah, like I've Rush. often said, I've often said, I, you know, my whole, like, <laughs> if I were commissioner thing, the first 10 rows all the way around the ballpark should be automatic, should be, like, given away by lottery to people who bought upper deck seats. <laughs> Oh yeah, and and then they would always be full. There is yep. nothing more annoying than watching a game. And this is usually in a, you know not at Wrigley because people show up there, but you know they might be up at Miller Park and you see that nobody's there in those first like four rows. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, and uh, the Brewers. I, I did notice that they could not draw. They were really expecting Cubs fans that last weekend up there too. Well, we you, did not show up. There. You bought all the tickets, and then you know you released them when you didn't get in last minute, and everybody's like, "Oh boy, here we go." Crawley you know, ate four dollars. Yeah, you I bought tickets. I bought tickets for fourteen, <laughs> sold them for five. Like wow, yeah, <laughs> just took a big fat eighteen dollar loss on that one, but. <laughs> It just hell's all around for you this year. Yeah, there that's your, it's your Patreon money hard at work, everybody. <laughs> just me and Crawley yeah. taking taking losses on uh, on tickets. But um, did you guys? Can I ask you a question? Like you, you saw the Phillies in that last series, and you saw them in this first game, and you just see that team and those fans, and just like fucking a, there's just an energy, and I'm like, I didn't feel that all year with these Brewers. There's just something to it where I'm like, that's what we're missing. Just that spark. That magic. But then I realized those guys that have it's we're talking about like Trey Turner and you know, guys are making the biggest millions, bucks. Yeah. Millions. And I'm like, is it that energy? Is it just they know they're that good because they have that much talent on that team that creates that energy? Well, it's true. The Brewers have to play really tight baseball. Like there's not a large lot of margin for error as 
as yeah, you win a lot of one run games, which is great, but it also makes you tight. You're constantly just uh, you know, wired really tight and you're running hot. So it it is interesting to me because yes, the Brewers fans do complain a little bit sometimes about it being Wrigley North or whatever, but the only reason that happens is because it doesn't just fill up. Now, I will say uh, Miller Park is not necessarily like the greatest ballpark in the world, but it's clearly not the worst. Like, it's a perfectly fine place to go see a game. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. I really don't understand why more people don't just show up for this team who, by the way, have been on a fucking run. Like, Mm -hmm. what, five years now? I think it was uh, uh, six playoff appearances in the last eight. I believe that's the yeah. Number. Yeah, that's a great run. Yeah, and that should. I I don't know. Look, the MLB is terrible with you know their their PR, and maybe it's just a part of that, and maybe it's a part of like I don't know the the Brewers just don't sell their team properly. I have no idea. There's just or, not a lot of people that live in Milwaukee. That's right. I mean, the population difference between Chicago and Milwaukee is ridiculous. I mean, yeah. and we well, still finish over 3 million fans a year. And in, I want to say, like, the top 12 of all teams in baseball in terms of attendance. So I think we do very, very well. For oh, okay. We are. Wait. How how many seats does Miller Park have then? Miller Park. What does it say? Uh, let me see. 40? Here. Something. 30, 35, 40? It's got to be more than that if they have over 3 million people. 41,900. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's right. The same, same as Wrigley. Then uh, how is nobody fucking there? I'd be like, like that's yeah. what I want to know. Where is everyone? Because if you had over 3 million fucking people, you, you should see people at the game. Yeah. <laughs> Our population is only 569,000 people in Milwaukee. All right. That's I don't like, care about that. The the Cubs, I don't think broke three. They were very near three hundred million. They're down on the year. Three million. Three million. They were three hundred million. The entire uh, the entire population of the United States went to the game. So uh, I want to bring up a uh, another question because sure. this is a listener question show. We've done two questions, so <laughs> and we're at hour seven in. So, um, but this I thought would be a good question that maybe uh, Eric could weigh in on as well. Um, But are the Cubs really that far behind the Diamondbacks with another starting pitcher at a better bullpen and possibly somebody else making better decisions on the bench? Could the Cubs have knocked off the Brewers and a weak Dodgers team, such as the Diamondbacks beat the Brewers? I mean, we just all watched that. Eric, you just saw the, the Diamondbacks beat your team. Is this a fluke? Are the Diamondbacks that good, or do they just get hot at the right time? I think they're a, a good team that played in a really competitive, good division all year. I mean, they kind of did. Our division I mean, sucks. They y'all also just had... saw what they did to the Dodgers last yeah, night. I know. Right? They I, also I saw had that team, kids, yeah, right? They, they played the kids. kids. They played the kids. Yeah. They, they developed been... good players. And they were not afraid to put them out there to see them play. Like, yep. the Cubs are afraid of that. I think great, any, uh, yeah, good. No, no, just saying a great, like, little little piece of, of Diamondbacks trivia right now is that uh, Clayton Kershaw gave up 
two home runs to left-handed hitters this year. They were both Corbin Carroll. <laughs> yeah, now that's an exciting player that maybe you can hang your hat on, and that's kind of what I was saying before about the Cubs, is that if they were to have somebody come up and perform like Corbin Carroll is performing, then, yep. yeah, so you're then you're like, okay, but now we have something, and then they'll add to that, and then... Yeah. You, you hold hold on, did, did, did Corbin Carroll just come out and just dominate from game one and never have a downtime or, or here, here's another thing. Did Corbin Carroll ever hit a grand slam and then get benched for the next two weeks? <laughs> Nobody <laughs> would have wondering. as a cub. Yeah, we know he would have. Um, well, this is a guy that all right, I'll, I'll read off his stats to you. Um, he, he slashed, uh, see, he 362 OBP, 506 slugging, 868 OPS, 134 OPS plus. It's his second year in the bigs, but a, you know only 115 plate appearances the first time. Um, and then if if you look at his uh, his splits here, stolen bases too, 54. Yeah, 54 yeah. stolen bases. He's doing it with not only pop. He's doing it with speed. Uh, as the as they say at the end of Cubs games, he's got the power. He's got the speed. <laughs> you, know what, games, you know what? You know what? Interesting. I found this very interesting that they did not stop the game when he stole his 50th base. Weird. It's um, weird how teams just kind of let shit like that go and don't stop the game in the 10th inning. So <laughs> in Corbin, Cor- you put Corbin you kill Joyce. If it was your team, you'd be, you'd be like, well, 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 yes, yes, the game must stop. <laughs> Anybody else? <laughs> Kill Joy's, dude. Unless it's your team. You just hate to see Joy. We do. We do. So Corbin well, Carroll's... We hate to see the Joy and other just fans. Haters. Jesus, yeah. Cor- Corbin Carroll's worst month yet at 800 OPS. So that's... There's his slump. Oh, okay. So I guess... I, I guess he actually was just awesome straight on through. He was awesome straight out through. But yeah. to answer that, the question, uh, I think the Reds are probably closer to the, to the Cubs in terms of adding a big arm and adding, what, some bullpen help and a little bit better management on the bench, which I don't think they necessarily need. But I think they have a better, younger group of people that you can fill it in with something like that, where the Cubs lacking a little bit. Um, yeah. I think we don't even have, know who we have. I know. And the Brewers do. We do have a lot of young talent. We have... Jackson Churio coming up and a lot of these young guys played this year and now they got their first run in playoffs. And they got some playing time. I don't know why Jesse Winker showed up. I have no idea. He hadn't played in two fucking months and he gets two at bats in a, in a, in a, in a playoff series, a best of three. And he strikes out both times in a row with runners in scoring position. Like what the fuck are we doing? Craig? That Council? was weird. Yeah. That was I so did. weird. And Rowdy Telez, he's benched. Like there's nobody on that bench better than Jesse Winker. What the fuck are we doing? He hasn't hit all year. So yeah, that was sounds such like you're blaming choice, blaming council a little. Well, bit. he's not going to be back anymore, so I don't have to be, uh, you know, <laughs> kiss his feet like I did. He's going to go watch his kids play at Notre Dame, take a couple of years off, and then probably be a Met. But yeah, uh, lots of question marks on this team. I'd really like to see Marcana come back. That'd be awesome. Um, Burns is going to get traded. I could see that. I, I, I you know, what? I was going to ask you: Is Burns the Brewers version of Kershaw? Uh, no, and I don't think he'll be anybody's. Uh, no, I'm just saying that in the playoffs, he just sucks and he gets beat. Yeah. 
It's great, great regular season guy. But he was so up and down all year. Like he'd go and he'd. Those, I, I'm trying to look at his whole career. Yeah. Like, well, I should talk him up. Good. Yeah, he's been great. I mean, he won a Cy Young. He's going to get traded, though. You have to unload him. We're not going to have the money to pay him. So let's load up on some more talent, make ourselves better down the line. But the Brewers, we need help at first base. We need help at third base. It's like, are we going to make a splash for a Pete Alonso? I don't think so. So then the good enough gang rides again. It's like our owner owns a soccer team now, and there's all these arguments of who's going to play for the upgrades for the stadium. They're talking about putting a – like a, a district in the parking lot and take away from the tailgating experience to help fund the stadium. Like that's where we're at right now. Wait a second. I said a lot right what, there. Sorry. What is a district? <laughs> well, like they're going to make like a little, like a little area with bars yeah, and with bars. And they and make the money. And instead, like basically like Gallagher way. So, Oh, uh, that, or, or that absolutely makes sense. Card- like, Card- I, don't, I don't know why they weren't doing that to begin with. Yeah, they're like, well, we, we, we've been letting people bring their own hot dogs. Yeah, you kidding well, me? The, the brewers are like, that's going to take away from the experience of the fans. There's so much parking lot. Just put up a fucking building and let's get this stadium upgraded. So we're going to take another break. We'll let you go, Eric. I'm really sorry about your team. And I really am because I wanted to have you back on a bunch of times. And then we were going to buy you that front row ticket and everything. He does and- not care about you at all, Eric. That's fine. just wanted more content for this show. You know what's crazy? And I'll say this. Like, in the playoffs, you have to be able to hit hit home runs. And the Brewers, every other year before this year, that was our whole offense. It was boom or bust. And it plays in the playoffs. And we left so many runners in scoring position. Yeah. That you had a lot of opportunities. A lot of loaded, opportunities. Yeah. But just didn't have that bat, that Pete Alonzo trade. It's going to haunt us, man. We should have picked him up. We should have got him. Maybe that would have changed everything, but what, who knows? was there a legitimate shot for that to happen? Or yeah, we were we were in the mix, and it kind of got close and never happened. Yeah. Okay. Well, last. hey, you know, thank you guys. This has been fun, and we'll, ha- uh, we'll have you. Know. you on. You've got to come on and uh, and be in the uh, Cubs Carol competition. You oh, I was going to say that. I'm very excited. Brew, uh, you have yeah. to have a. You have to be a special judge. We need somebody from the outside that can oh. really judge. Oh. Cubs do a, do a Brewers song. Yeah, I will. Song. I will this year. Danny told me like the day before that he was doing it last year, so I didn't get to do it. Uh, make a song. But I remember last year, I had a lot of fun. I think I drank like 12 White Claws and just talked shit. So yeah, that, and you know that Grandma Got Run Over by a, the Reindeer was definitely written by a Brewers fan. That sounds like everybody's getting drunk, Grandma yeah. dies. Yeah. You know, it's not really a reindeer. It's just like your dog. Yeah. You know, so your grandpa's tractor. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll be right back. We're gonna do. Uh, we got some good, bad, and the ugly. We're gonna take another ri- listener question. We'll do some sixty second bitch clock before I have T's battery. Um, run oh out. yes, she's gonna run out anyway. But uh, we'll be right back. Here's a commercial for in the clutch. Thanks, Eric. See you guys later. Thank Thanks. you for everything. Bye. If you like the Cubs a bunch, buy your t-shirts from In The Clutch. We've got all the best styles for you. Dansby, Sam, Morel too. Clark Fly and his double U. Cody Bellinger, Smoking Dudes. Vintage shirts from days of old. Patrick Wisdom and Nico. You'll look sharp wearing your strobe. 10% off with the code. S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. 
InTheClutch.com is your store for the most fun baseball shirts on the planet. Don't forget to use promo code SUNRANTO to knock a couple bucks off your purchase. Stack or die, we need more cups. Get it all at In The Clutch. Cause if you like the Cubs a bunch, buy t-shirts from In The Clutch. Get it all at In The Clutch. Get it all at In The Clutch. Stuff. Hey, Cubs fans, at Amazon.com, do you buy lots of stuff? Why not support the Sun Ranto Show by shopping through SunRanto.com slash stuff? All you gotta do is fill your cart at Amazon with lots of stuff. Then before you check out with all of that wonderful stuff, head on over to SunRanto.com slash and click any of our Amazon links before you buy your Check out like you normally would with all that beautiful And the Sun Ranto Show will get a small kickback because of the you bought. And you'll be helping in the Sun Ranto Show buy all the We need to stay on the air talking about the Cubs and other Plus, you could win a monthly prize if some of your is chosen for Amazon of the month. And if you win, we'll send you more. Sunranto.com slash That address again is sunranto.com slash the We are back, and um, I've almost forgot to say that tonight is the night that we're giving away the Amazon prize of the month, because we didn't do it last week in the first show of the month, so we're going to do it tonight. Um, So let's do it right now, because I I think it's a lot of fun. Let me show, I'll put up some of the items that were up. Not a lot of, do you you guys want to guess how much um, our cut, this show's cut, of the uh, Amazon price, how much we took and pickpocketed out of Jeff Bezos's deep pockets. Do you want to guess how much money we got? I'm going to go with $3.47. Okay. You $6.69. Gotta... <laughs> you, you both underbid, but if this was the price is right, IFG would have won because uh, it was really $8, and I don't know the cents, but it was like $8.40-something, <laughs> but $8. But, yeah, a little light this month. What I'm trying to say is there's only 25 entries, and so if you want to take a look at some of these. Um, All right, we got some OtterBox stuff, uh, a water bottle. Bed sheets. Six-piece Christmas wooden snowmen cutouts. Yeah, Somebody's and, decorating the house. And getting- there's, there's two different um, – there's accidentally two different uh, uh, feeds for the ads. So this is now one through eight. So it's like one through 18 and then one through eight. So um, Ooh, the other ones. doing some uh, podcasting. I see some uh, microphone grill mesh micro something. Yeah. So we we shall see uh, who will win. Now, how this wait, 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 Back that up. Show that again. 20 pieces. Microphone cover, colorful mic wins 20 pieces for my 20 microphones. 
Somebody's doing a massive podcast. So what you could win is this, which is He's a so cute, cute. He is a cute little water bottle. And how it works is if you bought the uh, item that corresponds to the winning number, then you get to win that little guy. So um, let me just share my screen here and I will get to that page, which is the number picker wheel. So as you can and, see. And remember, whoever, we we don't know who bought this stuff. Yeah, you so got to. If we've chosen your thing, you have to reach out to us. Uh, otherwise, we won't know. Yeah, Sunranto at, at wait, Sunranto at gmail.com. I don't even know how to say email addresses anymore. One through two, and the winner is number one. Number Ooh. one is the winner, and that corresponds to uh, the OtterBox iPhone 13 Defender Series. So whoever bought the iPhone 13 Defender Series case, you are the winner, and I will send you. Oops, I did not mean to do that. But um, congratulations, and thanks to all of you that shop on Amazon as well. Um, let's take another listener question, shall we? And we'll get into some good bad. Oh wait, actually, we should do good bad and the ugly because you're about to lose your power. Are you not? I might. So, I have G. Why don't you go first with your good bad and the ugly? Because you've got the bobblehead edition. That's right, because next month we want even more of you um, taking part in the Amazon Prize of the Month. So we are doing our Good, the Bad, and the Ugly using our uh, Amazon affiliate stuffs. And there's like a ton of bobbleheads available. Um, on Amazon. I, did not, I not was know surprised that. to find out when yeah, I was I looking know for Amazon was segment. a bobblehead place. Yeah. That's kind of cool. So for our good, uh, we're going to start off really strong with the uh, 2016 World Series Talking Bobblehead featuring Pat Hughes. It's really cool. He's sitting there at his little, like, announcing desk and holding his little Cubs microphone. He's got his big smile on his face and his polo shirt, and uh, and it's pretty rad, and it's for the low, low price of $49.99. Um, I Not love bad for a piece of plastic. So now I love okay. So was this a giveaway? I don't know At anything all? about no. it. No, it was not. <laughs> Okay, it was it's not. Foco. This is Foco. Foco makes a bunch of different bobbleheads. That, that's their business. They make a ton of bobbleheads, and they just and they got a lot of Cub fan customers, and so they pretty much make a shit ton of Cub fan bobbleheads stuff. That well, the, one of the things that really got me going about this one is it it's it's talking right, and so you get to see or you get to hear Pat Hughes. Whenever you want. That sounds amazing. Here, uh, bring this, bring the picture down. Yeah. What you don't want is <laughs> this giveaway of Boog and JD bobbleheads. This is also talking. I have never heard it, as you may be very well aware. I would not ever want to Play hear it. this. I want to hear it. I think there's a. I don't even know how to play it. <laughs> it's the talking one that's too hard for you to use. Oh, see, it's still got the little plastic thing in here. Because if you pull that, then the battery will work, and then you can make it talk. 
And I am not pulling that fucking thing because <laughs> I'm a little worried. <laughs> so, like, in, this, is, uh, this is a goddamn mess right here. And the one that IFG just showed is beautiful. So, Look at him. I just want to see him again. Look at that. Hall of Famer, Ford Frick Award winner, Pat Hughes. It's beautiful. I want that one. Um, in in bad bobbleheads, there were so many to choose from. Just just so so many. So many. Uh, even, I, even the Pat Hughes that was basically just uh, Anthony Rizzo repainted. Yeah. Uh, here we have. This is this is a twofer here. Um, oh God. There's a. I I don't know who decided to make these, but. There are quite a few of them, actually. Uh, the first one we have here is Fred Bird uh, in, like, a duke out with Clark the Pantsless Cub. Um, and then we also have the, the Barrel Man from the Milwaukee Brewers versus Clark the Pantsless Cub. And Cl- Clark looks terrified of his situation in both of these. They're not great. Um, they don't look good. I do not like them. How is a how is a bear smaller than a cardinal? You know what I mean? Like they, yeah. it, that's not fair. Like the cardinal's a freaking bird; it's way smaller than a bear. Well, and, and any self-respecting bleacher bum would have tapped Barrel Man and be shotgunning him right now. So exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love how both Fred Bird and uh, Barrel Guy they look like they're fighters. Whereas, like, uh, Clark looks like he's surprised that this is happening. Well, he's a, yeah, he's a boy. He's missing teeth and everything. Clark's a, Clark looks like he's got hippo teeth. You know how they got the just two on the bottom and two on the top? Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my other option for bad, I couldn't decide what was worse between the two of these, so I had to share this other one. And this is from that Game of Thrones series of bobbleheads. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I, think I, know, I think I know what you're talking about. Oh, God. Clark on the Game of Thrones throne. I'm I just Clark just here. He's got that, uh, that again, that confused Clark look on his face. Just spread eagle sitting on the throne. <laughs> That's what I noticed, too. Yeah. I don't think any of us need to see this. What's with his, like, knee wrinkles? You see his knee. You see what he's got going on with his knees. That's supposed got, to be fur. <laughs> it's like fur, but it's like he's got like knee. It's like knee nipples. Like he's got three nipples on each knee. I don't understand what's going on with that one. Just, uh, but I mean, hey, Cub fans will buy anything. So I, I'd, I'd put out a bunch of crap too if I was a bobblehead maker. I'd be like, hey, these idiots will buy this with his, you know, knee nipples and his hippo teeth. <laughs> totally it really is wait oh flip that back on there look at his ears too those are hippo ears yeah hippo ears that hippo. Hippo. that's a freaking hippo <laughs> if it's got teeth like a hippo and ears like a hippo i think it might be a hippo yeah it's at least a rhino <laughs> I, I like how you're like it's at least a rhino because rhinos have no other distinguishing Defining features whatsoever. <laughs> um, this is quite possibly the oh. ugliest bobblehead I've ever seen. This is a great ugly. This is the what I I accidentally this, clicked on this. This is a fantastic ugly. It's so ugly. It's it's just it's bad bad. It's bleh. 
Um, I don't know who this is for, but it's not for me. Uh, here you go. <laughs> oh this <God>. is why. <laughs> oh, what? The, Eighty dollars. Okay. Eighty dollars. Eighty dollars for the you, Chicago you, Cubs Cactus League Bobbles on Parade bobblehead. This appears to be, I don't know, some kind of left-handed Chris Bryant. And but instead the entire body is painted like the Arizona landscape. His with a red Cubs logo just slapped on its face. His face and hands are purple. The face yeah, that what's with the logo slapped on his face? That's the weirdest part. It's just like ah, it's just a lot going in. There's it, a ugh. It looks like a badly drawn uh villain for a comic book it, it's like it's like you had a baseball player who like walked in front of an overhead projector that was projecting <laughs> the banner of like spring training um and exactly and then, like, what it is <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's terrible it's absolutely terrible. And, but and if you want it, if you like this sort of thing, if this is up your alley, hey man, it's eighty bucks. Just go ahead it, and hit that sunrando.com slash shopping. Yeah. I dropped the link to it in the chat if you <laughs> if you must have but it's true. Like we will buy anything. So I was gonna so, say it's more expensive than the the uh the Pat Hughes one. And yeah. and and look how beautiful that Pat Hughes is. Bernie says no thanks on the the colorful one, and uh, Terry E says acid drip bobblehead. It really is. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's that's like well, it's in the desert, so it's more like a peyote thing, I think. You know, just out there. So there yeah, you go. Probably... That is the good, the bad, and the ugly in very nice bobbleheads on Amazon.com. Very nice, and you know, Amazon. I forget they're always having like a new like fake Black Friday. You ever noticed? Yeah, like, yeah. The next one is going to be the tenth and eleventh of this month. Yeah, ten, so that's Tuesday and Wednesday. They'll have all these deals. So I, I always like seeing what's going on in those days. So if I see good stuff, I'm going to share it all out those days. I'm sorry if that's annoying to you on my the twitters and the facebooks and stuff. But if I see relevant good stuff, you know, I'm, I'm going to share it all out. And uh, maybe we can do better than yeah. eight bucks next week, next time. And uh, and I'll. I can't even afford a bottle of a Malort with that. You know what I mean? Like, that's not even half. That's one-third of a bottle of Malort. Like, what am I supposed to do? It's not even one-third of a beer bat at Wrigley. At Wrigley, yeah. Probably a water bottle at Wrigley. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, probably. Maybe a pretzel. Maybe. Maybe. I think it's $8.50 plus tax. So um, I have good, bads, and uglies. Man, this is the worst question show that we've ever done because we've taken three questions. Do you want to do a question before we do your good, why, bad, and Why ugly? don't we? Well, let's do a question okay, so yeah. we don't totally run out of time. Uh, so, By the way, I didn't know this was a question show until I got on your ah! – Sorry, my computer is yelling at me. They're like, no, I have no juice. Okay, one more question, and okay. then I'm going to have to sign off. Okay, uh, so we'll we'll let uh, you start with this one, IFG. Uh, odds on number two Cubs writes in on Twitter as the only team in MLB contention that was quote unquote gassed Ross's words the entire month of September. How are you going to prevent this from happening in 2024? Okay, so you know how we were like, hey. Let's play the kids. They're pretty good. They're doing good things. They're like hitting 
grand slams when they come up, things like that. And then Ross was like, no, we're going to play the guys that got us here over and over and over ad infinitum, whether they are performing well or not, whether or not Dansby Swanson is practically a zombie on the field and off. Um, we're going to not do that. We're going to like play where, you know, we're, we're going to have a 26 man roster and then we're going to use all 26 of those people. Yeah. That sounds like a plan. Yeah. Well, and, and that's, I listened to uh, Mike Waller's podcast, the Cubs PS plus uh, show. And he was talking about uh, how just the reasons that the Cubs lost this year. And, and it, it was on his bitch clock too. And it's mm-hmm. just that there's 26 men on the roster. Use them. Use them. You know, there's no reason that Luis Torrens and stuff had to be sitting there forever. If you weren't going to use them, just don't have them on the team. And his hilarious thing with the bitch clock, he's like, just break with 12 guys. If that's what you're going to do, just have 12 people on the team (laughs) and be done with it. And just play like you're the freaking Knickerbockers from, you know, 1898. You know, like. Just do that. Have some guy sitting in the front hand, in front row with his uh, sitting cross-legged, and another, you know, met. You know, I'm just uh, describing those knickerbocker pictures from you know, <laughs> some guys holding the bats, all black and white. You know what I'm saying? So I, I totally agree. How about this? Yeah, just rest your guys. Just rest your players. Be a little bit. Have some intuition about it. Um, how, how about another question? Sure. Can we? Yeah. Then we can. Yeah. Um. So uh, let's take another one from uh, Blake because he's sent in so many. Uh, how about this? Do they really trade for Pete Alonso or Juan Soto? I Probably think just not. Just because you're uh, might die at any second. You're, I mean, not you, but you know your computer. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, probably not. Okay, They're- but if you're going to trade for one of them, which one? You want uh, Alonso or you want Soto? It's one year, right? And what positions they're playing? Like, what's adding into your thing here? I think if my heart would rather have Juan Soto, but my head says the one thing that we have uh, to trade is outfielders. And the one thing that we are going to need is a first baseman. So you go Pete Alonso. Um, and we don't really like, I mean, I don't know if it happens, but, but yeah, if you can, if you can trade, do you know how much I do not want Christopher Morrell to be a Met? <laughs> yeah, that would be, well, you know, yeah, they, it would be bad. they, they might give you Pete Alonso for, uh, Pete Crow Armstrong, a Pete for a Pete. <laughs> Pete for Pete. It's those are the rules. I mean, but, it's but then who's our center fielder? Because we're not going to have Cody Bellinger. We don't need to trade that much for those. I, I think you need yeah. to give away something. Uh, but it depends on how much money is willing to be eaten. And we see what happened with the Mets is they're like, we will eat the money. We want prospects. So I think the Mets might want a lot of prospects. Whereas, I don't know, the Padres, they spent so much money, they might be playing it differently. We don't know what they're going to do. Maybe they're like, we just want to get rid of the money like we did when we got rid of you, Darvish. You know, we yeah. weren't like, and, we'll leave the money. And you know money. that Chad Hoyer is not going to be like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll just pay all the bills and here's a Nick Madrigal. Um I, God, that you know, would be I, think, I think it's more likely that we end up with a Pete Alonso 
who are we giving up for that? I I don't know. I don't like want to give up the boys and the minors. Yeah, I, I do. Would, I don't I, give a shit about those guys. Yeah, I'll give them. Up. They keep coming up. They keep hitting grand slams, and they keep getting sent the fuck back. I'm done. <laughs> it's too frustrating to watch. <laughs> uh, which one would you take, Alonzo or or a big baby? Um, I'm I'm going Alonzo. I think I go Alonzo because he is a first baseman, and we need a first baseman. He hits forty home runs, and you need that. Yeah. I, yeah. He kills the Cubs, oh. too. Oh, there she goes. I think that might be the end of IFG's time. I, IFG show. went into the, the circle of death. The circle, the spinny circle of death and doom. Um, well, anyway, she did an awesome job, and I'm glad that we got to hear at least hear from her a little bit on things. Um, here, I'll, I'll remove her until she can come back in. So uh, I will do my my uh, good, bad, and ugly, and I don't have a very good good. My my good's kind of boring in a way, but I kind of just this shirt caught my eye a little bit, and I don't know uh, what it was about the shirt. It just it's kind of like that retro nineteen seventies sort of thing. So here, let me let me put this up here. Um, what do you think of this shirt? And I'm sorry, that IFG's not here to say it, but it's like. It's kind of a, a to see it. It's like a kind of a three D Cubs muted rainbow, very early eighties colors, um, and it says Cubs on it. What, what do you think of this, Michael? Would would you wear this? And they they have it on navy. They've got it on different colors. See, this is you're you're right. This is a very tough one. So immediately when I look at it, it makes me think of the Cuba Cubs logo, right? Yeah, if it if it wasn't italicized, right? Because that Cuba Cubs logo is like italicized. This, um, but yeah, no, I, I don't think I would wear it. I think my wife would wear this. I think this is a nice shirt. I think my wife would actually really enjoy this shirt. So yeah, that that's where I'm at on it. I like the shirt. Uh, I don't think it would work for me. Uh. Rogue it Wave does Creative, look like Cheers. <laughs> Rogue Wave Creative, one of the proud sponsors of our show, says it looks like Cheers. Yeah, it, it kind of does. Um, so that's my good. Here's my bad. Uh, now, God, I don't know what's going on with this. Now, you might have to zoom in to see what's going on. This is a thousand-piece puzzle. And I just don't know what – let me just describe this to the <laughs> podcast listeners because I started looking at it. And then I was like, wait, what's in this puzzle? <laughs> and and I just kept looking and I kept finding things. And I'm like, wait, what is – within this thousand-piece puzzle, I guess you could say the main character of, it, character of it is Clark kind of sitting in what looks like a Cubs director's chair sort of thing or a, like a tailgate chair. Okay, he is, yeah. He is eating popcorn, uh, uh Looks like a chicken sandwich or fries. He's got a cola. He's got I don't know what, what's that coming out of that bag in the front. That fries looks like uh, worms. Looks like he's eating worms. Fries, maybe churros. I don't churros, know. Churros, yeah. He's got that. He's kind of got his hand in the air, and then um, in front of him, like there's a, a, a an entire um, cooler full of uh, cokes that he's drinking. There's a catcher's mitt and a helmet. 
There's then he's got more food cooking on a grill. So he's tailgating and it looks like he's kind of tailgating. I can't tell where he is because there's an ice cream cart and there's an old timey truck and there's a, a weird milk gallon. You see the milk jug up in the upper right hand corner that's corner that says oh. Cubs. Oh yeah, it was it's like one of those metal it, it's like a Old when you tiny, say a milk jug, it's like the one that you use to gather the milk out of the cow. The cow, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, and that's not like a gallon that you get a jewel. And then there's Cubs logos all over the place with bunting, and like there's like a a balloon seller with and a cotton candy guy and a dad with his son. Like this is the weirdest freaking. This is like if AI, I think AI must have come up with this. Yeah. Don't you think they're like – But one everything- thing that's not right is that Clark's alone. No one wants to hang – he's got all this great food. He's got sodas. He's got everything, but nobody wants to be nobody near Nobody wants to hang out with him. So just the weirdest puzzle. So please, somebody buy this. I did drop the link to it in the chat. Somebody buy this and put this together, and I will send you a special prize. So I have not done a puzzle since the uh, – like the – first part of the um pandemic pandemic, right like remember that was a thing i don't know if it was a thing for you but like you could order a a amazon puzzle you know order a puzzle we we would we had shit to do we'd be sitting here my my kitchen table is covered in puzzle and i will tell you those fucking things are addictive you will sit down and you'll place one goddamn piece, and you're like, "Oh, I gotta find the next one. I gotta find the next one." Uh-huh. There should be warnings on those things. You could <laughs> lose a job. You could go. You, I don't know. It's bad. So uh, we're gonna do the ugly, and uh, I don't know oh. what the hell is going on here. But this is a, a horror movie, a film by Jonas Govertz called Cub, and it is like. Some demon possession horror movie situation. So I don't know if uh, somebody somebody also needs to watch this. It's got four stars on Amazon Prime Video. I just dropped the link to it in the chat. Somebody watch Cub and let me know how it went. But that it's absolutely horrifying. It's two ninety nine to rent. You can buy it from nine ninety nine. Like yeah. so, you could buy don't- it for ten bucks. Don't buy it because it's uh, it's obviously a waste of money. But it, looks, it is frightening. It's like the guy's got like a, a green growth on his face. Yeah. It does look scary. Um, I don't know why it's called Cub, but that's what I want to know because that didn't look like a Cub to me. It looked like a, like a werewolf boy. Maybe that's why it's Cub. So uh, I did have an honorable mention. Okay. Now, do, do you remember this cracked us the hell up? Do you remember this baseball that was from a grandpa to his grandson? Do you remember laughing about it? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. So here's what the hilarious baseball. If you've been a long time listener to this show, you'll remember the one, uh, this one, where it's a baseball with just the longest freaking message from a grandpa to his grandson on it in the world. It says, my grandson, I want you to believe deep in your heart that you're capable of achieving anything you put your mind to, that you will never lose you that you will never lose either you either win or learn. Oh, you either win or learn. Just go, lose, you, will you will never, never lose. Learn. You either win or learn. I think there's supposed to be a period after lose. Yeah. 
just go forth and aim for the skies. I can't promise to be here for the rest of your life, but I can promise to love you for the rest of mine. Love, Grandpa. So he's, here's a kid, Grandpa, telling a kid, his grandson, that he's going to die on the on a baseball. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I can almost guarantee this baseball is worthless. If you hit this one time with the baseball bat, it will be – it, it'll get deformed. Yeah. yeah, you won't be able to throw it anymore. So apparently there's another one now because I happened to see it today, and I was like, well, what's this one? And it's totally different, and it's it's not as long as that other one. But I'm dropping <laughs> a link in the chat. Buy it for your grandson. It says – Oh, God. What? To, yeah, this one's even – it's more concise, though. He says, to my grandson, if they whisper to you that you can't withstand the storm – Whisper back, I am the storm. Believe in yourself as much as I believe in you. I love you forever and always. I like, who, who, what kind of grandpa? (laughs) This kind of advice to their grandson. Let me, let me just tell you. I am the storm. Okay. If they, if they tell you to beware of the thing that is bad, you tell them. I am the thing that is bad. So if you just change storm to bully, beware yeah. of the bully. I, am, I the bully. am the bully. Yeah, that's not a good – do not teach your children this. This and is also, not what you're supposed to be doing. Also, don't teach your children through balls. <laughs> that that really works for the all Catholic balls. The Catholic Church has yeah. been trying that for so long, yeah. and they're just getting in more and more trouble. Yeah. Don't buy your grandson's message balls. Whatever you're going to teach your children, don't do it through balls. Teach your children balls. <laughs> teach them their balls. Um, so uh, I do think you should teach your children through obvious shirts. How about this? The Ranter shirts are for sale. These are obviously beautiful. I, I think they're coming in the mail for people I've seen. So, Oh, uh, shout out to Corey Furlong. Hung out with him this weekend. Uh, he got a couple of these shirts the other day. And I looked, you know, Danny, they said that they wanted a better version of uh, the Cube Sam. Yeah. The one that's on these shirts are, is awesome. That's because like, I, I sent them a better version of the Cubes fan. Oh. <laughs> okay. Like, it like, looks great. The crappy one looks great. I'm like, no, it's not the crappy one. It's a good one. So uh, why don't we do uh, – we were going to do another bitch clock. I don't think we should. I think I think we take one more question and then okay, – uh, I wanted I wanted to chime in here. So IFG texted. Oh, she did. Uh, because she was gone. And she said uh, – she felt an earthquake during the show about 20 minutes ago. It was wild. It was the first time for her. So she's in, in Seattle, and there was an earthquake uh, during the show. Wow. This is our first Sun Rancho earthquake. It only took uh, seven years. or tw- uh, tw- <laughs> 11 years? 11 years. <laughs> I like how you just went straight to seven. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. No, I'm like, it really didn't. I was like, where did seven come from? And just wishful thinking that I would have quit four years ago, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, Danny gets a time machine and all he does is just go back and tell his former self to quit. Like, just cut your losses, bro. <laughs> cut your losses, man. You're done. <laughs> Fucking, what are you thinking, man? Just stop. 
So uh, we will take <laughs> another listener question uh, here. I mean, we'll take a listener question and we'll do a bitch clock and then we'll call it. At, Maybe at we do a bitch clock on the Whistler list. list. <laughs> the listener what? question. <laughs> well, no, then I got to set the whole thing up again. Oh, well. Uh, yeah. So I don't um, care what you have to do. Yeah, exactly. I just want, <laughs> I just demand you serve me. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm going to put the uh, bitch clock back up. We're going to do a 60 this time. Uh, no, round and sure. round she goes. Is this you or me? Uh, you. How about you? God damn it. Oh, maybe it's, it's me. Jones or dogs. Maybe it's me. Should it be me? You. Okay. I think this one's all me. Okay. We're going shelter dogs. Um, it's true. I I don't like shelter dogs. Have 30 <laughs> seconds to bitch. Wait, no, that's fine. I was going to do 60. Fuck, you have 60 seconds you do 60 to on shelter bitch. Dogs? This is, is going to be impressive. Here's the thing about shelter dogs. They shouldn't be in a shelter. They should be roaming free in the streets. When you take a guy like Barstool Big Cat, who's like, I help shelter dogs, you're keeping defenseless puppies in prison. <laughs> You're taking these dogs. You ever been in a shelter? Okay. There's these tiny little cages, completely inhumane. And they're stacked on top of each other, one on top of the other. And these dogs are just sitting there in their own piss and their own shit and their own vomit. And they're just waiting. Some of them that are old, they're not even on the no-kill list. They're going to die. And they're just sitting there on death row waiting to die. And this is the kind of thing that Barstool Big Cat supports by giving his money to pause. When in reality, he should be going in there with his team of Barstool guys, taking all the dogs, setting them free in the streets. Stop your bitching. Or at least in the cemeteries. Well, that was an, <laughs> that was an excellent take. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking prison. It's a prison. So it is. Uh, they're they're just barking in there. It's a mess. Yeah, it's it's awful. So uh, adopted adopt a dog today. Um, here here's yours. Uh, <laughs> here we go. Round and round she goes. Where she stops, only the bitch clock knows. Oh, <laughs> too much analytics. Oh my god! Okay. I feel like you could easily do it. You could do an hour on this, I believe. <laughs> I do believe that. Clock, you have sixty seconds to bitch. All right. Here's the thing. Everybody thinks that I fucking hate analytics. Well, I don't. What I hate is hearing about analytics. It's like when you. Everybody loves fantasy football, but nobody wants to hear about your fantasy football game. It's a bunch of fucking, like, nobody's actually playing. It's numbers. Nobody gives a shit, and you're telling them about how you lost by 12 points because some fucking kicker didn't kick a field goal somewhere. Nobody cares. It's the same thing with advanced analytics. Shambi's up there, and he's fucking telling us it's 100.8 miles per hour. Who gives a fuck? Nobody cares. Did they catch it? They caught it. It's an out. Go the fuck home. Nobody gives a shit. If it's a slow ball, I mean, I guess I'm more interested if you want to give me advanced analytics on the shit that shouldn't be happening. Like, you know, when a four mile per hour ball goes for a triple 
Amen. Stop your bitching. That is a great point that I had never thought of, that I would rather hear of the outlier analytic when, when uh, like a, a little blooper is like, that only had a, a 17% chance of being a double or something, you know? That's the only thing that's interesting that you know this thing. But when they're like, when they fucking tell you, like, oh, well, the last four barrels came off of that bat at, over 100 miles per hour, and they were all outs. <laughs> it's like, well, that doesn't fucking do me any good at all. All it does is make me more angry that the guy who's hitting the ball isn't on base. I want to know the other thing when it's like, well, they should never have been able to pull that one off. Yeah. So, um, I guess, uh, oh, no, we have uh, one more question we're going to take. So, let's take this from uh, Blake Beard's uh, second uh, question here. And that's, looks like they'll have roughly $80 million to spend. That's before arbitration, by the way. Um, right. So uh, what is, in the eyes of the Sunranto show, what is the biggest need? <laughs> Where can we start? I'm gonna, I will tell you the biggest need is uh, – Quit looking at $80 million as a fucking limit. That's the biggest need. This fucking team has all the money in the world. There is no reason ever for them to look at any number and say, well, we can't go past that. They have all the money. They can do it. Now, do I want a $600 million a year team? No, I don't need that. But I don't want these fake... So, like, there's... You know, in life, just in general, for any of us, when we put limits upon ourselves, we can't do this shit. The best we're going to do is whatever that limit is we put for ourselves. And then you get there, and then you're like, well, shit, maybe I should have gone farther, right? Like, oh, well, I had to run a mile. I just ran a mile. That was fucking – maybe I should have run farther. I could have. Just – and then Alfie Campos is just starting pitching. Yeah. That, that's probably – I've been on for way too long on some bullshit, and Alfie hit it on – starting pitching. Uh, a lefty bat. <laughs> <laughs> a little more pop. A little more pop in the yeah. middle of the lineup. <laughs> no, and, and, and that is absolutely true. I just – But it's uh, but it's true, though. If, if it's $80 million, that is three really good players. Or it's more, most, most likely, like, I six mean, they middling play, players. Six, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's what you worry that they're going to do. And they're going to hold a little bit of money back. So just in case they're good, that they could, you know, get a little bit more. But I, I completely agree with you that they need to, at some point, blow through that tax or, you know, that they call it their, their self imposed spending limit. They need to. And it needs to be before they have a bunch of prospects hit. You know, it needs to be before that. Like, they need to take the chance and spend the money first so that the prospects can hit. You know what I mean? Like, build yourself a really good team and then work those prospects in there with the good players. Don't put all the pressure on the prospects and then add around. That's what the Pirates do. Well, if you guys put it together enough, maybe we'll get you a closer. You know, it's like, no. Go in there with a solid team. Let these prospects 
develop with a solid team around them. Well, but on the flip side of that, use your fucking prospects. Like the 80 million should be enough. Like they should be able to do this because you have young guys, but you have to let them play. If you're going to go out and spend $14 million on Trey Mancini, when you have two guys that could play as well as him, again, back to the, you can't evaluate your own guys. This is a problem, right? You have to be able to tell whether or not these guys are good enough. And if they're not good enough, get the fuck rid of them. And if they are good enough, let them play and give them time to play. Don't just don't call up Canario and sit him on the end of the bench for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. You got to do the thing. It's like they keep telling us, well, we want to spend money intelligently, but the intelligent money is sitting in Iowa and the unintelligent money just keeps getting put on this fucking Cubs bench in Chicago for way more money than they really should be spending when they could spend more and get better. They have, they have very least cut bait with those guys. They cut bait, so at the, at the very least, they it took them too long, but they did it eventually. So they, um, they win this season with uh, Jared Young and Matt Mervis on that bench instead of uh, instead of Mancini and Hosmer. Like that's it. That's well, they probably they, need some pitching too. Alfie, you're right. I think they need pitching, yeah, and I need, think they need to figure out a way to. Not only use, like, not only have enough pitching, but how, I don't know, they kept doing weird things with, like, moving Assad to the bullpen, to the thing. Like, they need to have, they don't seem to have a great plan with pitching at the big league level, how they're going to use them day in and day out, right? Like, does it I feel like think, that's you? I None of it made sense to me, how they worked any of it. They were shorthanded. They were exhausted at the end of the year, so by the end, I don't, I don't even think we even got to know who was even available and whose arm was about to freaking blow up on their side. You know, it's like I really don't know. It's it's hard to tell. Um, a lot of the playing Miles Mastroboni seemed every single day at third base seemed weird to me, but you know that's what they did, and he was fine. Yeah, I, I just nothing we did worked at the end, so it's really hard to see. You know, they were out of gas. Well, it, I mean, it I don't really, even know we were looking at. It really fell apart in the pitching, um, and yeah. especially with the bullpen. And I mean, the bullpen was the easy part, right? We could see early on they were using uh, Kuas, Merriweather, Lighter, uh, Fulmer. They were using these guys too much. We could see it. Uh, Edward Alzali. They were just overusing these guys and they were never giving these other guys a chance. Now, but those guys might have that, been terrible. Part of that reason is because every time they took them in there, they were terrible. They were bad. Yeah. I, exactly. So I do get it. Have enough. But at some point, you have to say, you have to tell the guy, you got to go out there and pitch. Like, you have to take innings right now. You have to do it. Or even if all they do is figure out the games that they're already losing and use them there. Uh, how many times, Danny, did we bitch about Adbert or Leiter or 
Bucking Merriweather coming in to games that were out of hand. Yeah, that they didn't need to pitch in. Yeah, uh, Luis Medina mentioned that th- th- that they used a lot of bullets of on Alzali early with this dumb like multiple inning stuff early in the year, and then they're like, "Actually, you're a closer. We're going to make you a closer video about a month after you're the closer, and then you're going to get hurt as soon as we make a closer video for you." I mean, just nothing they did worked last year. Even when it worked for a little bit, it didn't work for long. So, anyway, yeah. I always wonder why do you call him Kuas? Isn't that his name? No, it's Quas. Yes, Quas. Quas. Yeah. Quas. I was Quas. like, because I, I was, I keep you always say that on Cubs Pod. I was like, I should tell him it's it's Quas, not Kuas. But I thought that maybe you just thought it would sounded cool. So <laughs> you're like, ah, I mean, Kuas, baby. It, Kuas. It's like, what it's it's one of those words. It's like it's and and I I guess I've never heard him say it. Yeah, However he said it, I would then just say it however he said it. Yeah, I want to hear him say it. Like, but hi, it's weird name. because if it was Q-U-A-S, I'd be, yeah, it's Quas. Yeah. Like, easy. But because there's that C there, it makes me want to say Kuas. I want to, yeah. like, make sure that it's not the one sound. Um, But this is the thing. It's like, I, how many times do we see players who come from other countries and then they, they spell their name weird so that we all mispronounce it. Yeah. I would definitely do that just to screw with people. <laughs> but like, you remember uh, the guy in the pirates, uh, Kang, right? Yeah. His name was Gung. I, and I'm not sure I'm not, maybe somebody who understands other languages better than me or something can explain why, when you translate somebody's name from Korean and it's Gung, you spell it K-A-N-G. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, because it's – yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah, or uh, the um, the baseball, the president or the general manager or whatever down there in Marlins, right? Uh, Janet Wynn, is that her name? Something like that. But it's uh, – her last name is W-N. And I've seen that a number of times, and it's a lot of different sort of uh, – sort of sounds and i just i i don't know what's going on so what i'm what i'm that's why i say kuas weird what i'm sharing right now is kang in korean so but pronounced gung so why would you just take you know a thing that looks like a seven uh a line with uh with the dick and uh sideways zero and say that that is going to be uh, gung. It, it's like Al, Al Pacino in Scent of a Woman. Kuas! Kuas! <laughs> that is it. That's it. So, Kuas. well, we'll have to solve these mysteries some other time. Um, like, for example, maybe next Wednesday, a week from Wednesday, we're moving the Sun Ranto show to Wednesdays because of football and the holidays and just it's a good night for everybody. Um, hopefully it's a good night for you to join us live uh, instead of on Sundays. It'll be on Wednesdays, and we'll try to keep that our schedule. I will update, which, which means the podcast will be out on Thursdays. Yes, and um, so anyway, uh, we'll be around on Wednesday. Not this next Wednesday, 
Because really, there's nothing to talk about Cubs-wise. But Yeah, in, in two days, three days. Yeah. So we're going to take a little bit, not a hiatus or anything, but uh, we're going to be – in fact, I think we should do a Cubs pod or something like that, put something out to the Patreon people. I almost did one the other day, but I got a phone call. I was walking around the Graceland Cemetery, and I was like – Oh, I'll do a Cubs pod walking around, and then I got a, a call. But, uh, yeah, I'd like to do some more of those. And so join us on uh, patreon.com slash sunrant so you can listen to all of those. And, of course, subscribe to the podcast at the Bleacher Bunch Network. We're on there with Sarah Sanchez. And um, good stuff. Uh, happy birthday, Bill Sugis. It is his birthday today. 69 yeah. years old today. Nice. No, he's not. I don't know how old Bill is. He's always sixty nine. Every year, Bill is sixty nine years old because so. he's just always nice. That's the one thing everybody says. Bill is nice, and uh, I don't have a TFC. I was gonna just talk. I already talked about it about how it, what an idiot I am for like coming after Barstool with a bad joke. I have to say, TFCs are tough right now. I went looking for them. We don't have to do them every week. You know no, I mean? it's – well, and I want something that's funny or whatever. Like I see there's a lot of just stupidity out there right now. It's everybody listening to Jed Hoyer's fucking press conference and oh, just God. eating it up. Just, oh, well, that sounds great, Jed. I can't wait. And And everybody just playing this game, even I did it a little bit on my last Cubs pod was try to be positive about the end of the season. But I had a lot of negativity sort of creep in a little bit in mind, but yeah, people are just being way too positive about it right now. And there's nothing funny in it. Nobody's, there's nobody's saying anything interesting or funny. It's just, yeah, no, there's nothing going on. So we don't have TFCs tonight, but I will give away a chance postcard. Here we go. I'm spinning it around. Round and round she goes. And the winner is Maggie May. Congratulations. Maggie's won before and also has been the winner of the Patreon Prize of the Month. I've been the winner of the uh, Amazon Prize of the Month, which we also gave away today so once again if you were the purchaser of that iphone case you are the winner tonight um that's it that's it we're going to be over on the patreon or on the uh yeah patreon discord so join us over there after the show tonight and uh, we'll be back a week from wednesday and then every wednesday for the rest of your life oh and by the way uh, the next Sunday show, we will have the Cubs grades. Yeah, Cubs grades. Yeah, on for Sunday. The, on, on Sunday, so look forward to that. But the next show is Wednesday. So um, we will see you uh, then Sunday, by I mean Wednesday. And um, I got nothing ex- else to say except for thanks for watching tonight. Um, tell your friends that we'll be here every Wednesday and hang it out. You know what? A lot. The season's over. We've gone through it. We've done it. And now, I mean, honestly, a lot of people are are, are putting it away. They're going to stop thinking about the Cubs, all this stuff. Not us. We're going to be here all season long. Making shit and up. <laughs> we have plenty to say. All the shit that we edited throughout the season, it's all coming out. So be here, and you'll get to hear it. 
So, uh, yeah, exactly. So I'm going to go out with a new song from the Bleacher Bomb Band album, We Are the Cubs. We'll see you over on the Discord. Spagong!